0: Welcome to the Medicaid Me podcast. We have extended our app into a media platform that highlights who we are. With informative guests and a focus on industry breakthroughs, our goal is to educate and bring awareness to the many present and future medical evolutionary breakthroughs in our world. Stay tuned. Thank you for joining us on our first installment of the Medicate Me podcast. I'm so excited to get this this going, guys. Uh, we we decided to go ahead and 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 make a separate uh, podcast. Um, I'm still running the show, uh, but that's okay. I still have the uh, Wake the F Up podcast as well. But you know, Medicate Me as a brand, you know, we really need to have uh, a podcast like this because. We're going to do all kinds of great things that are coming up in the medical industry and uh, what's going on in the cannabis industry, and also we're going to have patient testimonies. We're going to have doctors on, laboratories, farmers. We're, it's it's going to be great, so uh, the list will go on and on, and our first guest today actually joins us from South Carolina, and her and her husband actually have been helping uh, her their daughter fight autism, and... If some of you know uh, some of the things that happen with autism, uh, there can be violent attacks. Um, and uh, that is something that they are also dealing with, uh, inflicting pain on herself and others. Uh, and they are struggling right now in trying to treat her with uh, some sort of cannabis oil, hemp, hemp CBD, uh, because South Carolina right now is is in a really odd struggling place for their medical cannabis law. It sounded like it was going forward. And uh, it's been halted for some god only known reason, probably some sort of political bullshit. But without further ado, please welcome Misty Murray.
1: Hi, thank you so much for having me.
0: Thank you for joining us. Thank you uh, for coming on so early. Uh, and uh, I'm glad that you have your coffee, I see.
1: I always have to. Parents of autism understand. You survive on coffee alone.
0: Oh right! Wow. So I guess if you can't, just how did you discover? uh,
1: I knew you were going to ask that. How did
0: you discover? I stayed
1: up. Okay. So (laughs) last night I was sitting here thinking about man, what is he going to ask me? How did I first know? Well, I'll tell you. I have two older adult children who are neurotypical. That means they have no issues. So having Megan and knowing what to look for, I knew something was wrong almost immediately. So newborns have usually no control of their eyes for about a week to two weeks. And then, you know, they start to settle in and things are okay. Except that Megan's never did. And her eyes would kind of roll up into the side. And she would do this pattern where they would like do this hmm. just constantly. And I noticed it a lot when she was sleeping, and she would wake up, and she would cry a lot, and she wouldn't eat at all. And so I started to take her into the doctor, and I'm like, she's screaming, no kidding, like 19 hours a day, like it's not okay. Wow. Thinking, is it, is it colic? Is it, like, what's going on? Turned out they said they diagnosed her at almost a month old with um, acid reflux. Okay. That was the first diagnosis ever. Acid reflux? mm-hmm hmm. so their medical excuse was when I gave birth to her she didn't expel enough of the fluid out of her lungs so it gives her a burning feeling when she eats and that's why she doesn't want to eat and she cries when she eats hmm. okay so she started taking Zantac at four weeks old okay then started noticing she would stare off in space what is going on um, she had what looked like an episode where she had I couldn't, she wouldn't, she just wouldn't look at me. I mean, to the point that now she's about and babies pay attention to you when you talk, nothing took her into the doctor. They said, Oh, it's probably nothing. She has an ear infection. I kept taking her back and taking her back. Turns out she was having seizures and we were sent to a specialist when she was like four months old to be diagnosed with a particular type of seizure. That started the beginning of an entire mess. Once you get one diagnosis, it seems like they send you to another specialist. Mm-hmm. Who sends you to another specialist.
0: They just keep passing you Megan, on.
1: Megan is now currently almost six. She'll be six in September. She has 19 specialists. One primary care. The problem we have is that to get a specialist, you sit on a waiting list. There are appointments that I have set up for a year and a half from now just to talk to someone about my issues with my daughter. Um. So we started noticing the seizures were affecting her to the point that she couldn't crawl. She couldn't sit up on her own. She's like almost a year old at this point. I started noticing that when kids start to say mama and dada, she could stutter it But it wasn't a clear word. It was more like a babble. Well, once she learned it, two weeks later, she stopped. And she didn't speak for almost two years. Oh, my God. So here we are, three and a half years old, getting speech therapy. And my daughter is learning sign language. But I got ahead of myself. She was sent to physical therapy and occupational therapy when she was maybe four to five months old. From that original doctor appointment, they said, you know... She's got weak hips. She's got low muscle tone. She's got this. She's got that. They started telling me, have you ever heard of autism? I guess. Like, isn't that Rain Man? Like, everyone thinks Rain Man. Right. It's not. No. Um, Megan is brilliant. So my thought process was, we're going to go to the specialist. And she's going to trick him. Because she's too smart. And she's not going to match up with this list that's online. You get on Google because you can't get into a doctor. She doesn't do this. She doesn't do this. Well, we got in there, and our appointment was four hours long. They tested her immediately. She was the youngest child diagnosed in, like, the last decade here in the South. Wow. She was diagnosed before she was 18 months old. I was so relieved because that meant, oh, boy, I get all these services. Like, all of these things are going to be at my fingertips that you hear about. Um, she's going to get to have uh, specialized care and therapy and speech therapy. And now the insurance company can't tell me no, because I have a diagnosis. doesn't work like that either. Nope. <clears throat> Every single day I have to fight for the same medication she's been on for five years. I have to argue with them to get her in-home therapy, to get her nursing because my daughter can't even wash her own hair. Find a company that would be willing to take us, that would offer social skills and ways to cope with anger and aggression and learning to deal with her environment and things like that, that therapy is $80,000 a year. No one can afford that. But it is so crucial to a child like Megan to have a functional life. You find a way to make it happen. So you start searching, okay, I'm working middle class. How do I? I don't know the ins and outs of the system. No one's there to hold my hand. No one's there to teach me. We just happened to get really, really lucky and find someone who worked with Easter Seals that is an early interventionist who took my hand and literally said, here's a stack of paperwork. It's going to take you a month to do it. You're not going to hang up on these people and you're going to make it happen.
0: What, what like, is I need, you, Easter, I need you to do this. What is Easter Seals? What did you say? Seals?
1: East, Easter Seals, yeah. Um, actually, you might recognize their symbol. It's a purple egg, I think. Okay. And you see them. You used to see them a lot like in the 80s and 90s. Okay. And then they sort of dropped off, but they exist, And especially here in the South. So I'm sure there's an Easter Seals chapter in every state. You just go on Google and find it. Contact them because they can help children. And parents and educate you on what your steps need to be. Okay. And she literally sat there and said, Here's step one, step two, step three. Well, we found up, we wound up finding a loophole in our system. She was denied Medicaid and she is not considered disabled according to our state because they base it on my husband's income, not my daughter's disability.
0: That, has, that makes no sense. It makes That would be no like sense. saying that your daughter is blind, but. Your husband makes too much, so she's not disabled.
1: Correct. So, okay, so So she's not disabled. mm -hmm. She's going
0: to be able to get a license? Okay.
1: But according to our state, she's not. Mm. So all of that therapy, all of that medication. So let's take, for example, one medication. It's $403.99 a month for a 30-day supply. Okay? We pay out the ass for insurance, just like everyone else. The insurance company, when I look at the receipt, picks up that same medication for less than fifteen dollars.
0: Oh yeah, of course.
1: My copay is eighty. Mhm. It's not. It's disgusting. It's the medication. It's disgusting. It makes me feel so sick. And going from one doctor to the next to the next, it's like the side effect of this one. Now you need this medication.
0: Mhm. That's all they do. At one.
1: Yeah. At one point, my daughter last October was sent, she was in the hospital for a seizure. She had had a really bad one. They ambulanced her from Myrtle Beach to Charleston. She wound up staying for a whole week in the um, neurology pediatric ward, okay? It's it's sad to say I've been in nine of those rooms. I know that trip by heart. <sighs> My older children wind up sucking it up at the house, taking care of the ambulance. They never know if we're coming home. Um, While she was in the hospital, her neurologist had decided to move to New Mexico and we were starting with a new person at literally our wits end at three in the morning after a crash cart comes running in on my five-year-old and is trying to help her through this violent seizure. Okay. She takes three seizure medications now. They decided that two of the medications she was taking, one for behavior and one for seizures were interacting with each other. Causing these violent seizures. Of course. Oops. That was an oversight on our part. We're so sorry.
0: Yeah, Nothing happens after that. Oh, sorry.
1: Nothing. Sorry. We'll just wean her down from it. So we're going to start cutting her dose as of today. Because we can't go cold turkey because it's in her system. Right, of course. And you're messing with brains. Okay, great. Boy, so boy. what happens? They schedule an MRI to see, as we're being discharged, how much damage has now happened from these seizures to the front right Temporal lobe. We come out of that. My daughter is waking up in the uh, recovery room. Okay. I get a call from a developmental delay specialist, her pediatric developmental delay. Yeah. You can't leave the hospital. What? She's in recovery. Why? Well, we did blood work while she was under and her salt level is like one point above death. So, um, you need to take her back down to ER. We're going to have to re-IV her, and she's being readmitted. What? what? How, is this, how is this happening? She was smiling an hour ago. Well, the dose of the new medication they gave her interacted with yet another medication, causing her salt level to drop. Um, you are not allowed to leave the hospital. She will die. Uh. Okay. So now she's waking up from anesthesia to rush her back down to children's pediatric ER to readmit her one room over from where I just was for the last seven days.
0: That's mentally traumatic.
1: It is so hard to watch your daughter have all of these people on her and, and IVs and needles and constantly poking her. It, it She is so traumatized by it that literally yesterday she has a lot of migraines. She said to me, Mommy, my head hurts again. I said, I know. She goes, I have a migraine. I said, can I get you some aspirin? No, I have to go to MUSC. Like that's her. That's her thought process. She doesn't know any better. Right. And, um, you know, autism is really hard. So we asked the neurologist while we were there for that that long extent in October. So I know that MUSC has a program, and they study uh, the use of cannabis oil in patients that have Lennox-Gastel. Okay, um, LGS is what it's known as. lennox gasau syndrome. That's what
0: Tuffy has. Yep.
1: Right. And that's, I, I feel for their family so much. Um, I have thought for the longest time that my daughter has the same characteristics. Like she can have upwards of two to 300 epileptic episodes a day. She can have 11 seizures during the night. Remember, she takes medication for that. The doctor says to me, well, yes, we do. An immediate face change. You could see that she was ready to fight me on this. And I said, it's been five years. I have tried your route for five years. I have nearly shut down her kidneys. I am destroying her liver. I I don't understand when she has an entire drawer full of medication and I'm watching her pee herself during a seizure in the middle of the parking lot at the mall to where cars are stopping Oh my God, can I help you? And I stand there because I'm so immune to it. I'm like, she's having a seizure. I got to plug in, sorry. And so it's, it's a process where you just, you try to have a normal life. We went to see Beauty and the Beast. Okay. I know the triggers to avoid, but it turns out that the spinning dishes and all the lights from the spotlight set off a seizure in the movie theater. Oh. My my daughter cried and cried because she wanted to be normal. She wanted to see that movie. We wound up leaving um and not being able to watch it because my daughter urinated on herself. Yeah. Um you know, when we were having this discussion with the doctor, it was a matter of okay, we've tried it your way. And all I'm asking is that you let us try this. Just just let us See what it can do for her. And her response, I was horrified. She said, yeah, 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 yeah. You hear that it's natural. Well, guess what? So are grapes and wine is toxic. That is toxic to her body. I'm sorry. What did you just say?
0: Yeah. People are so uneducated about things and they just, they just want to believe what they want to believe.
1: Right. And so we decided on our own. Okay, great. Here's the problem: me not knowing a lot about it, and being raised in a home where any sort of drug, anything, is like heroin. You you don't you don't touch it. Pot is bad; uh, it'll make you high. You're not going to be able to function. Um, that's your gateway drug. These are all things that even were taught when I was in school.
0: Yeah, me too. They're, Dara was big. Yeah, yeah, I'm, yeah I'm 37, yeah. so I mean, you know, Dara was massive daryl yeah. was like you know this is your brain this is your brain on drugs too this, yep,
1: the little scrambled egg we are the that scrambled egg drug. or the,
0: the kid that was smoking a joint and it like burned his brain like to ash yes and ash i believed really it did. when i mean when you're you oh, know, eight, eight you years did. old you, you see eight yeah. years old you're like oh my god that's what happens when you smoke you know that pot stuff oh my god you know but then right. yeah
1: no believe me i understand um how many? So my thought, Go ahead. I'm sorry. How, I just
0: want to. I just want to kind of get a gauge sure. here. Uh, how many? At, okay. How many medication? How many medications did she go? Has she gone through as far as prescriptions so far? If you, you
1: like to see her drawer, it's disgusting.
0: I. I don't. I mean, it. it unfortunately, won't help the 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 listeners. But if okay. you could just
1: let's see, um, just to, like over a the course of time. Yes. At least 23. Okay, so
0: 23 different medications at one point in time because of the fact that, oh, this one's not working or this one's interacting with another. Okay, so we're going to try this. Oops, sorry. That one's interacting with the other. Oops, sorry. Mm
1: -hmm. Oops, sorry.
0: Oops, sorry. Oops, sorry. Um, The
1: staple, I guess you'd say like the staple drugs that she has stuck with, all they do is increase it. We're up to beyond adult doses twice a day.
0: So what is she currently on now?
1: Uh, Currently, she still takes Xantax for her acid reflux which does absolutely nothing. Um, so when my daughter laughs, just a laugh, she pukes. So we have to avoid every trigger in the world to make my daughter laugh. We cannot have any sort of humor because if something is funny in a movie, she laughs, she gets hiccups, she vomits because her acid reflux is so bad. Yet she takes 12 ml I'm sorry, 12 ml a day of a medication that's supposed to stop that. Okay. Sounds like the, yeah, sounds
0: like that's not something she, like, that's working at all. So it's almost No, like-
1: it doesn't. It does not work at all. Then she takes trileptol, which is for seizures, and she is on 10 ml a day of that. Um, so it's a very harsh drug. And, and by the way, that is one that caused one of the, the salt issue in her blood system, mm-hmm. yet still takes it. Because she's been on it for five years. So they're thinking that eventually it's going to work. So... Megan was diagnosed with something called refractory epilepsy. Okay. And here's the real kicker. The doctor said to us, with refractory epilepsy, it is one of the toughest forms of epilepsy to treat. Genetically, because we did not know when we got together as a couple, I carry two genes that are two of the rarest forms of, of epilepsy and seizures in the world. Okay. There's 144
0: is that? Uh, genes. Does that have to do with yes. mitochondria?
1: Okay, mitochondria is a different syndrome.
0: Okay, yeah, I just I didn't know because I but I it's knew in that the realm because they now in the UK. Sorry to like knock you off track here, but in the, in the UK there's, there's there's now three parent ch- children. So what they do mm-hmm. is they find out a couple. Oh 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 wait, the woman, she actually has bad mitochondria. so we're gonna remove the bad mitochondria. then we're gonna take this other woman and we're gonna take her healthy mitochondria out of her egg and inject it into this woman's egg. So now you're actually having a third per- parent child which is going to cancel out the
1: that's Wow
0: which is gonna cancel out the whole like issue of you passing on a, on a gene. Um, and I wonder if this is something that could could have or could be could work in the future for something in your case.
1: That would be amazing because, you know, we didn't know. Um, Of course. Here again is another specialist who is taking blood from her, someone else who wants to study her like a science project. And we found out I carry two. My family, as far back as I know, is unaffected. My husband's family, completely unaffected. We had to fight the insurance to test my daughter so that maybe we could locate, is it this particular name? Now, giving it a name doesn't help. But maybe there's a medication that's specifically linked to this so that I can get rid of all this stuff she takes. So in the long run, it's a little bit of pain now to find out what's going on. $10,000 a gene, 144 genes were tested. I fought like crazy to get this done. Jesus. Okay. Well, here we go. We found out, out of the three rarest forms of epilepsy in the world, my daughter inherited all three.
0: Jesus Christ.
1: Boom. It's like an unlucky lottery. She is a one in a million child. So what does that mean? It means that Sean carries one unaffected. I carry two unaffected. When they got together, it caused a volcano in her brain that erupted. Okay. (sighs) The type of epilepsy she has, they know for a fact, will not be touched by pharmaceutical medication. They know this. Yet every time I go, the doctor tells me, my hands are tied. I cannot help you. Literally have been told, sold your, sell your house and move to Colorado. Yeah. Any Charlotte's web. And
0: I, I, I cannot stand that ignorant answer that somebody gives. Sell your house and uh-huh. just move. You Just move. Just Why move. don't you just move to a legal yep. state? Oh, okay, cool. You're going to buy my house? You're going to pay for my moving expenses? You're going to buy my you new house? You're going to give me a job? Mm-hmm. You're going to do all these things? Mm-hmm. Okay, then sure. we'll We'll totally do that if you pay for it all. I mean, absolutely. How many times Ricardo, poor Ricardo, has as uh, has heard that with Tuffy? Well, you know, why don't you just move, I, man? Don't even come at people like that. they for somebody to say that is they just don't total disregard they don't for you. they total disregard for uh, your feelings and a complete lack of respect for you.
1: Yes, absolutely. So their solution is just keep increasing medication. Let's add this one. They started giving her something called Onfi, O N F I. OK, on is prescribed to patients that have Lennox this out. It's supposed to help. It's a pharmaceutical drug that is going to help cause, you know, stop this problem. Great. OK, I'm willing to try anything. The doctor's excuse was if we give it to her now, it's going to help her brain rest at night and maybe if she gets more sleep, it'll help reduce the aggression of the autism because she's overly tired because mm-hmm. she stays up all night seizing.
0: Yeah, I would. Sounds great. Would be.
1: Sounds great in theory, right? right. Yeah, that'll work. Yeah, no. yeah, until it gets called in. And then the insurance company denied us because she's not diagnosed with Lennox Sal. So it's on their decision whether or not my daughter takes that medication, okay? So I have been fighting with their representatives of their company for, let's see, um, almost nine months now, okay? I win, great. I have a 30-day supply that they sent me in the in-between free of charge because I complained so much every single day on the phone with those people that I finally found an operator that was like, dude, I feel for you. Um, it's going to accidentally show up at your house, give it a shot, work it out with your doctor, see what we can do. Stay in touch with me. Great. Right. Except that I can't get any more. So even if I started her on it, what good is it going to do in 30 days? I can't cold turkey this drug. Right. I can't. I can't get it filled. I'm basically fucked. So I sit there and watch my daughter every night. Seize.
0: They're, and they're setting you up to fail. Essentially, they're sen- sending exactly you a package to fail. Here you go, fail. Yeah. Because because so now it almost seems yeah. like they would be happy for you to go ahead and give it that because if she, because give we're not going to give her any more, oh, her daughter will die. Then we don't have to deal with that anymore that I mean I know I'm not saying that that's their thought but you know sometimes a part of me is like why would you then send somebody a medication that may very well start to work within 30 days because that's usually how long things usually take to, tend to take uh, to, mm-hmm. to take full hold on your body diets uh, you know all that kind of stuff it's like that same period and, and then when she gets used to it then you're like well, well we don't have any more you can't wean her off of it it's gonna be straight cold turkey.
1: Right, exactly. Um, you know, she takes. She was taking Risperidone for her aggression and um, behavioral outbursts. The autism portion is so intense with her that she cannot even process walking out of our house. So now I have a five-year-old who should be full of energy and wanting to play. It's summertime and sprinklers and things like that. I have a child who has not left my bedroom Just, just not even just sleeping there. She has slept in my room for, I don't know, like close to a year now. Um, you know, which puts a strain on my husband and I, because he's on the couch because it's always Megan, Megan is priority. It's Megan, this Megan, that, and then not sleeping at night. We're at this 19, 19, hours a day. We drive 1500 miles a week to a neurologist just to get her the help that she needs three times a week. Hotel expenses, Ronald McDonald house, you name it. I've gone every Avenue, if you were to give me snake oil and say that it would fix the problem, I, I would freaking try it because I, I'm at that point in my life.
0: We're going to take a short break. And when we come back, we're going to talk about the alternative treatments that they have been trying. Flotation Philly is the premier sensory deprivation and float spa center in Philadelphia. Floating relieves the pressure of gravity from the joints and muscles, putting your body in complete relaxation. Let flotation Philly take you to a place of weightless, serenity, no stress, no distractions, no gravity, no gravity. Go to com. So, I have a daughter who's
1: displaying depression. 11 days, she has sat in a bed. She won't get up. She won't go out. She won't do anything. She literally stopped eating. She ate Skittles yesterday as a meal. That's it, Skittles. I don't know what to do. So we found a doctor, a a pediatric neurologist, who said, okay, I can't tell you what to do but I can tell you, you can buy this oil here, add it into her stuff. Let's see how it goes. I'll, I'll put it down on paper so that because having refractory epilepsy, by the way, when you purchase CBD oil um, and I'm not sure if it's in every state, but I know particularly from Palmetto Harmony here with our state, we get a 30% discount because Megan is disabled. It sucks. But you know what? When you're spending 300 bucks a bottle, 30% really helps. Mm -hmm. So, okay, great. We have it on paper. She has refractory epilepsy, which means I can give her CBD oil. So we, on our own, have to go find this, research it, do it. Fine, let's do this. Let's incorporate it in. I'm explaining to my daughter like she is a doctor. Listen to me, honey. If you take this, you don't have to take this other one. That gross stuff that makes you puke, you don't have to take it anymore. Okay? Depakote. She was on Depakote, okay? That is like the strongest, most harsh medication. Okay, so we convince her to take it. She's on it a good two months, a solid two months. Well, guess what? She no longer needed Miralax because she was going and having bowel movements on her own. Guess what? There's one medication gone. Okay, wait a minute. You're sleeping better, so we can reduce your melatonin. Mm, that's gone and uh wow we had three seizures in two months this shit's working right we can use it as a rescue drug when she's in a in a meltdown i can rub it on the soles of her feet i can rub it into her joints her kneecaps when she runs and and they bother her because we're still on a waiting list for a for a uh Pediatric Juvenile Rheumatoid Arthritis Specialist. Jesus. Okay? So we're still waiting for those. Um, so she complains, like her arms, her her knees, um, things like that. I can use the CBD oil in my hands, and I can rub it on her skin. And within three minutes, she's fine. The swelling, I literally will watch the swelling decrease. Okay? My parents don't agree with it. Immediately, my dad. Why are you giving a five-year-old THC? Dad, listen to me. It's not. This is like a miracle drug, Dad. She, well, is she ever going to get better? No, it doesn't go away. Autism never goes away. <laughs> okay. Like, I, I love you. I get it. But you really need to listen to me because this is something you've never experienced. And, and I'm pretty much an expert on it now. Yeah. Um,
0: it's not the flu. Know, some,
1: <laughs> yeah, no, it's not the flu. Um, the problem that we're having is that the autism portion kicked back in at some point, whether it was a traumatic, she might've gagged on it once or, or she didn't like the taste that particular day, or maybe she was off a little bit. So now Megan won't take CBD. So what do we do? I have found myself pinning her down and trying to shove it down her throat because it's going to help you, baby. Listen to me. It's going to help, you know, Nothing. Okay, great. Let's. Uh, I watched a podcast of yours when you had uh, the cannabis show. I was so taken back. This woman knows her shit. I need help. So I contacted medicate me. Hey, how do I get in touch with this woman? Because I I need a recipe. I need something that's going to make it work. So, got uh, with your help as well. Um, chocolate recipe. So we made chocolate lollipops and, uh, you know, infused them with the, uh, the hemp oil. She was so excited. Megan tried the first one. I was like, yes, 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 yes. You get to have candy all day long, baby. Whenever you want it, just, just let mommy know it worked for a half a lollipop. She could taste it, that earthy taste. What now? Well, guess what? I've become a master at making gummies, sour gummies, worms, bears, you name it. I'm, I've, I've mastered it. She won't touch it. Jell-O. I've stuck it in grape jello. Nothing. Orange juice. I've even gone so far as to say people that she loves and trusts have grown it. Like, she doesn't know that it's not obviously um, a pot. But I'm saying, like, I'll tell her, did you know that, that Mr. So-and-so, this is his friend, and he grew it, and they made this special for you. It's going to make you better. And, and that got her to try it. And she was like, oh, okay, well, if that's, that's the case, you know, she she drank it down and some orange juice and wound up vomiting on my couch. It's the sensory part of the autism. So we are literally at a standstill where I'm thinking, example, yesterday, we had a meltdown because I had to leave the house to go to the pharmacy. She was out of her Lamectal. Um, brand name is Latramagene that she takes. It's a very harsh drug they give it to her as kind of like a coverall. Well, this trileptal is not really working by itself and uh, we can't get to the envy. so let's go ahead and put her on this pill and um, it's gonna cover, I guess, whatever else doesn't get covered in the medication she's on. But then that comes with a whole another round of side effects. So the last appointment we had, I had to actually have a conversation with her doctor, um, who is a neurologist, okay, not a primary, Who said, okay, now I need to send you to three more specialists. Pediatric endocrinologist. So we're on a list for that. We're on a list for a pediatric psychiatrist. And honestly, I don't remember the third because there are just so many.
0: It's very hard to keep track. I mean, it sounds like you you have hundreds of people in your life now.
1: You know why we have to go see the endocrinologist? Yeah, because the medication has messed with her body so badly. I have a five-year-old who has a period and breasts. What? You heard me. And why is that? It's a side effect of the medication.
0: So. So, he
1: explains to me, I know that this is upsetting to you, but this is what's going to happen. They're going to have to put her under. What? And they're going to have to do an exam. Yeah. On a five-year-old. So, now try to explain with autism to your daughter why... What's happening to her body is happening and then tell her, but it's okay, babe, just go ahead and take the medication. It's going to help eventually. It's so frustrating. Um, so yesterday, I'll get back to that. I was taking her to the pharmacy. It took me three hours to convince her to get out of bed, to put on even just a pair of shorts and a shirt to go to the pharmacy. Okay. Get in the highway. Autism is very much routine. Um, you have to to take half the house with you at all times. Like there are certain things she has to have a juice box and she has to have her skittles and she has to have her iPad and her headphones and anything that you might encounter in the world that could be painful or sound or anything like that. So I grab the two juice boxes. We get in the car. I hit the highway. I'm going highway speed. Okay. She says to me, mommy, did you get me three juice boxes? We always eat. We always have two. Well, honey, I'm sorry. I can buy you another one at the store. No, I want mine. She unbuckles her seatbelt. She starts a violent meltdown while I'm going 65 on the highway. She grabs out of the center console a rock that she had gotten at Disney World when we visited last uh, fall. She's obsessed with rocks. She steals them from stores, like uh, in the planner boxes. Like, she always has rocks with her. Well, this one particularly, I forgot was in the vehicle because it kind of sat sight unseen. It's an egg about this big. She hit me upside my temple. Oh. While I'm driving, she's unbuckled, beating me in my head with a rock, who then proceeds to grab onto the back of my seatbelt where it attaches into the car and hang her body weight off of it, choking me out while I'm driving. So now I yank the car over, I'm sitting on the side of the road. I'm trying to calm her down. With autism, it's so different than a temper tantrum because a temper tantrum is, I want this candy. You didn't buy it. I'm going to scream, kick, and cry. Autism, she's going to come out swinging. She's going to not wear down. This is going to last for hours. Wow. Okay? So I'm sitting on the side of the road to the point that I don't know what to do anymore. I've got her like a beach towel. I literally tie her arms down to her sides because she is kicking, scratching, biting, spitting in my face, growling at me. She's pulling my hair. She's trying to beat her head into the back glass window. She opens up the door. She knows how to disengage things. Gets child locked, gets out, literally throwing her shoes on the highway. Like, I cannot control this. Wow. I sat there for almost two hours before I could even get to the front seat to let go of her enough from the restraint that I had her in. It's like holding down a bunk, a a bucking bull. Like there is no stop head slamming back into your face. My nose is bleeding. I'm crying. I don't know what to do with autism. When the child sees like say my nose bleed. Okay. That's reinforcement to her. That's like, Oh, bitch, I got you. I made you bleed. So it's one of those where it's called intermittent reinforcement. I I can't stop my nose from bleeding, but it gave her the satisfaction of knowing that she got me right where she wanted me. If that makes sense.
0: And was that the end of it when she saw that or would that give her more fuel?
1: Oh God, no, that gave her more fuel. So now I have to call my daughter to leave work. I I'm in tears. I need you to help me now. I'm sitting on the side of the road here. Okay, mom. So she hangs up. She has to uh, come to see me. We have to move her, two of us, wrapped in a beach towel into a different car that has a better locking mechanism. See, my husband bought a new car and I thought I'd be cool and like take the new car. That was my mistake. I will never make that mistake again. Right. So we have to trade off cars in the middle of the highway. We're like moving seats, we're pinning her down. There's no way to really restrain her. Four hours and 15 minutes just to go to the pharmacy, which, by the way, I never made it. I managed to move her from one car to the next car to drive her right back home. My daughter was obviously left work, came to get me, helped me get her in, got her restrained. I'm driving home. She took the other car uh, and went to the pharmacy for me. But, see, I have to rely on my kids a lot. And they do a lot for me, but sometimes they just want to be kids. And they kind of leave me on my ass. And I try not to be resentful, but I don't leave my house. I don't have a life. I don't do anything. I don't see the sun. I don't even get to go down my driveway to get my mail. Megan is my entire life. And having autism, she's strong and she's smart. And from the time she was about two to two and a half years old, she could move a couch by herself. Wow. She could unlock windows. She can bolt out doors. Okay, well, I watch her constantly, but what happens if I do get that one break where she's at grandma's house? What if grandma's not, what if grandma's cooking in the kitchen? I don't eat till 11 o'clock at night because I know better. But, but what if my, my mother-in-law's cooking dinner and Megan gets out the front door? She's going to go to traffic. She's going to go to water. Autism, you're attracted to water. Drowning is the number one cause of death. They don't know how to swim. It's not like I can take her to the rec center and be like, hey, teach my kid to swim. It doesn't work like that. She doesn't process what you're saying. You have to do it slower. There's a special way to teach her, things like that. Right. Um, so Megan doesn't know how to swim. So how do you calm that fear? Okay, well, guess what? My daughter's ankle monitored. She wears a bracelet, much like she's on house arrest, and it's connected to 911 so that in the off chance that she gets out, I live on a lake. She could drown. All of my neighbors, it's like coming in and telling all of your neighbors, hi, we're new here. Um, Yeah, we're going to be loud neighbors. I'm so sorry. Uh, My daughter has autism. I hate that word. I hate using the word dealing with my kid. It's not a word that I like to use, but that's what I do. I deal every single day. I never know what's coming at me.
0: No, it's... It's definitely must know. be very hard for you mentally. I mean, it's not like you're being selfish and saying oh, this is really hard on me and so many, you know, no, you need help as a person. There you, yeah. well, you need to have
1: you need to have laughter what yourself.
0: Did? What's that? You
1: know, what the doctors did for that too. Help me. Oh wait.
0: Let me guess. Did no, they Take a
1: guess? What, take a guess. Oh, wait, they
0: prescribed you a little bottle of something.
1: Not just one. Oh, my God.
0: They prescribed you ah! two. It
1: was like the pharmacy lottery. Xanax. Oh, yeah. I had it. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Zoloft, they, they just want to
0: medicate your entire family with, with uh, toxic Ativan. poison.
1: Zoloft. Ativan. I just, Xanax. I just. uterine.
0: This, this is the most amazing thing to me. With all the pharmaceutical drugs out there, that every single one of them actually do have noted side effects. As far you know, and and and, and cannabis itself, uh, d- derived from whole plant cannabis, the female plant, not hemp, but uh, also has what you would call a side effect. However, those side effects are completely different than side effects like having bloody stool. There's never been a side effect from somebody using cannabis oil, and it makes them shit blood. Uh, that doesn't exactly. that doesn't happen, um, you know. With all this data and all this all these breakthroughs that are happening, because most states are just quickly becoming um, medical, and we Nevada, I think today we're welcoming welcoming Nevada for the next for like the what the fifth rec state, I think five mm-hmm. now. I could be off on a number, um, but I you know that's how we're getting shit done. Even though I think that some of the industry is. Uh, becoming kind of gross in itself, uh, but that's sort of true of almost any industry uh, that gets too big for itself. Yeah. Um, but I do think we have a lot of good people, a lot of well-educated, very bright, intelligent people in the in the right spots in the in the medical cannabis industry because we know how important it is to have laboratory-tested plant matter uh, and and oil and war, knowing where everything comes from 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 seed to shelf. We want to know that whole process. Um I mean you definitely fall in a category with your daughter as a completely different statistics that I have here uh for like the United States it says 1 in 68 children uh have autism or diagnosed with autism I'm mm-hmm. like that's an insane number and 1 in 42 boys 1 in 189 girls have autism uh so it's more. It seems way more prevalent in, in boys. That have right, one in forty-two compared to one in eighty-nine. That's in, that's insane. Uh, just some other ones: uh, fifty thousand teens with autism uh, become adults, um, but also lose school-based autism services each year. They do. Uh, it's a, a third of autistic people remain nonverbal, um, and a third of autistic people uh, have an uh, intellectual disability. You know, people think, like you said, Rain Man, or I've even heard uh, the that movie The Accountant when Ben Affleck. He was actually supposed to be autistic. Now, people just think like, oh, wow, you're, you know, your daughter must be so super smart. She's going to be really, you know, an inventor or, you know, bright like right. Einstein or Tesla. Right. It, people just don't get what like the spectrum of autism is so broad. It's every day it seems like that a new discovery or something new is, is coming out. And, it, right. and they don't know, is it the autism that's causing the epilepsy? Is it a combination of things? What is happening? And people just don't know. And for you to be going through so many different specialists, to be pushed over here, pushed over there, drive here, drive there, spend this amount of money, spend this, no, you can't have this. Here, you can have some of this, but then we won't refill you. I I don't know how you do it. Um, you must be one of the most strong-willed person you know you and your husband yeah. you know really just because you could give you could give up you know i could you could totally give up <laughs> uh, and and you're not you're you're fighting beyond a, a, a battle i mean i i don't even know really the wording to say i mean but you are tooth and nail here i mean it's, <laughs>
1: do you know what do you know what the solution is now this will blow your mind so this aggressive behavior is so out of control Okay.
0: Oh, they want to, uh, violent. Do they want you yes. to, to admit her to a psych ward?
1: They want me to admit her to a psych ward. Yeah, that's
0: perfect for a five-year-old they child. Want
1: me, they want me to take my daughter and mm-hmm. drop her off through the emergency room and say, "I can't handle her," and then have her admitted so that she could be restrained, given medication, Oh, but they call it teaching her coping mechanisms. That's what they call it. I would get a one-hour visitation once a day. She would be mm, like 228 miles away from me. And they want to keep her under, like, a, a lockdown is what they want to do at five years old. Conversation with me, by the way, in a waiting room of a doctor's office, not in an office, where everybody else in that office could hear while people had their own judgments, just put her in a group home. Oh, my God. I would not deal with that. This is my daughter. She is five
0: yeah it's not an old bag of clothes people
1: but guess what chocolate chip cookies are her favorite okay if i could give her a baked edible let me tell you what all of this aggression she'd melt into the couch she would be good to go
0: she would be good to go she'd be able to go to sleep and get and recharge her batteries
1: exactly exactly she needs to rest that's her brain needs a rest
0: sleep deprivation is serious and and that this is true for anyone anybody who is sleep deprived you it, if you are a person that's you know likes to stay up late wake up early, whatever you know you're not just getting your a good night's sleep at all and you notice by the end of like friday saturday you are just like why do i feel so run down and tired well because you had mm-hmm. no rest you know you didn't do, yeah. do the correct steps so I mean some people do suffer from an insomnia or or whatever it may be but you know sleep is important that's when the healing process begins for my, mind and body you know and right. uh, for somebody who is suffering from epilepsy and autism that seems even more important to me that to me that they do get the the sleep they should be getting because it seems way more beneficial to them because it's like they need yeah. that
1: absolutely Absolutely but for me for me to help my daughter and give her something like that that could pull her off of all her medications that could control her seizures i've seen it i've seen what the cbd did for her if i could find a way to get it down her we would be fine um i mean it would still be there but it would be manageable and it would be natural
0: well i think um I mean, I'm gonna definitely keep searching around. I know that it's been difficult for you because you've you've even like you said you mastered the gummies sour and sweet and, and you know, jello and stuff. And just for some reasons, the autism's like nah, man. I got you. I, I can. I know what's going on there. Um, mm-hmm. Does it help? Ha- have you ever like okay, uh, go get a bag of Sour Patch Kids themselves. Grab like two or three of your Sour Patch Kids. Throw it in there and then sort of, oh yeah, and that don't work. She'd be like, oh, this is a bad one. Yep. Oh man.
1: She has told me things like, Mommy, I think the orange juice is bad. She knows. And I do it. And it doesn't even help when
0: when you even, like, hey, what are you talking about? This is good.
1: We've we've drank it ourselves in front of her, been like, I got you. I'll call your bluff because I know it won't hurt me. If nothing, it's going to calm me down. Nothing. Wow. No, no. And the thing is, now it's a fear because anything new or different, she won't touch it. We've planted it in root beer. There might... I've even looked, you know, like root beer is supposed to be able to, to cover up that strong taste. Like the, the liposome that we ordered, it's supposed to be citrusy. It's a little too strong for her still. Yeah. Um, you know, we've, we're trying, and I'm not going to give up hope, and I'm going to continue to do it.
0: I think there are um, inhalers, so something that you can just— Oh, there,
1: that would be awesome.
0: You know, like mouth—there's mouth sprays, uh-huh. too. Um. Hmm. The mouth, I mean, I know you, obviously you don't want to hold her down, but like if you have to hold her down rather than, Oh,
1: I'd hold her down if I had to,
0: you know, putting stuff, you know, down her throat, you could just in her mouth and that's, that's good enough because it'll get sublingual. It'll go underneath the tongue. It'll eventually get where it needs to go and and do what it needs to do. Um, but they do have inhalers. Um, I'll have to
1: check out Liberty CBD. He's been Awesome. And so helpful.
0: The rub, you know, like get some lotions. I don't know if that's going to, you know, that'll, that'll start the calming as well. Um, you know what,
1: though? I read about those. Is that when it, seems as like if I take the oil straight from her bottle and rub it on her, it dissipates. So they explained to me as you put on that, the, the I guess, cannabinoid oil, and, and maybe you can help me out with this, is stronger in the oil than it is in the, the rubs because there's less of it in the rubs.
0: Well, yeah, because they have to mix it with an actual some sort okay. of lotion base. Uh, the actual oil is the oil itself. I mean, there, yeah, there's, so I've been there using let, let's oil. say, yeah, like the oil, like a tablespoon of oil probably wouldn't even be in any of those lotions, you know, be gotcha. like, you know okay. what I mean? So, um,
1: and I apologize. I'm still learning. A lot no, lot you, well. you have
0: so much. And I, I think that's, you know, that's definitely, you're definitely the reason why, uh, the Medicaid me app was inspired and was created. Um, I, I think that once, once the app is, is completed and finished and put out there, I think this is really going to help you because I know that you've probably a been wanting to sort of take control more and, and, and journal what's going on, but yet there's so much going on and there's so much of your time. Plus you're so goddamn tired all the time. I'm, I'm assuming that you don't have that time or even like that's just one more other thing uh, uh, upon a thousand other things that i have to what remember to bring a notebook everywhere with me and a pen and right. write this down and no so that's what i that's what we hope uh and medicate me h- helps you with that is by the app being right there on your phone you can easily input anything you want into it the 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 how she's feeling or the, any of the symptoms any of the medication the dosages that you're doing down to the down to if she does, hopefully start to take the oil again. Um I you know we I'm sure we all hope that it's just a phase in her autism that it won't. Hopefully it would you know phase out at some point in time. I, right. I, I I don't know, but yeah, like you. Oh, I know.
1: But um, I'm not giving
0: up. you know, I I really do uh you know appreciate you coming on and and telling your story on on our on the podcast, and I I think that this. Was very informative to people. I think that other people that have autistic children uh, that don't necessarily have to be in your same boat because they're they could have a child that's on a different spectrum. Obviously, because we Correct. were just speaking that, they're all different. but it may help them or inspire them to 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 seek something different or to try. Something, oh, I've never tried that before, or I didn't actually know that um, about certain things. Um, and yeah, just getting your story out there is. I'm sure not easy for you. So, I mean, I, I really do appreciate you sharing your personal life. Uh, not just with me and, and, and Josh and Nick, uh, you're, you know, you're gonna be sharing it with a lot of ears. and, um,
1: well, I hope it helps somebody. And if anybody needs help or steps to take or how to go through getting diagnoses or ideas for things, they are welcome to contact me. I know you put my information below. Um, Anybody I can help, I want to help change the world.
0: That's awesome. And yeah. Raise
1: awareness, and
0: um, that's what we're going to do. One, you know, one person at a time, as long as we come together as as a giant community and just help each other out, because that's what we're meant to do. The sooner absolutely. we do that, the better. The better life can be for for everyone. So, um, thank you so much, Misty. Thank you. And this um, was fun. <laughs> I'm glad uh, you're you're more than you're welcome back anytime, because we definitely want to uh, hear updates, and you know, we, we definitely want to make sure that everything's going, you know, as as well as it can be going for you. So, we're, you know, we want definitely will keep up and check in with you. And, uh, you know, keep in touch with us as well, please.
1: Okay. Perfect. Um, I and will.
0: Can, uh, where can people find you uh, uh, if you don't mind sharing uh, your... Um...
1: I don't mind at all. So on Instagram, it's under Queen M-E-E 75. You can DM me there or you can reach me on Facebook. Uh, my name is Misty, M-I-S-T-Y, my uh, maiden name is Madore, M-A-D-O-R-E, and my last name is Murray, M-U-R-R-A-Y. So you can find me there and message me.
0: Awesome. And thank okay. you guys for uh, tuning in to the very first Medicaid hey, Me podcast. There, <laughs> this is great. So uh, stay tuned for many, many more. Um, I uh, don't have a definitive Next name and next date, uh, but we do have a roster of people that are upcoming in the future. So um, stay tuned for that, and uh, thank you, guys. And please check out medicateme.co if you haven't already signed up. Please do. I'm signed up. We are on our way to getting this app out and into your hands. Please come see us August 4th at the Medicaid me booth at Hemp Heels Festival here in Philadelphia. Uh, any questions? I'll be there. Nick will be there. Uh, Josh will be there. I think Megan will be there. I think we're gonna have the entire crew there, which would be really. That's awesome. That's what, that, I hope. I hope so. I, I, it'd be really cool. Um, so everybody gets to meet the entire small team that has created a wonderful app that uh, is sure to help people uh, in the future to come. So thank you guys again, and uh, talk to you guys later.
1: Bye.